At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army, semi-pro, fantasy pro fans? This is Jordan Reigns at 50 Shades of Drunk, the Cardi B of IDP, the best ball messiah if you are on Twitter. And this is the IDP Army podcast. Today, we are going to be breaking down my top 12 dynasty defensive linemen going into the 2022 fantasy football season. Um, let's hit this intro. I'll give you guys a little news, some updates about what's going on on the channel and around the, the community and the brand, and I'll get these rankings up there for you, and we'll get you out of here. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Thank you for joining us. Like I said today, we're going to be talking through the top 12 dynasty defensive linemen for IDP fantasy football. Before we jump into that, though, do me a big favor. If you're listening on the podcast feed, please leave us a five-star rating. You can do that on Google Podcasts. You can do it on Spotify, and you can do it on iTunes. If you want to leave us a review, that would be awesome, too. We would super appreciate that. Do not forget to join our Patreon if you want to get access to the Ultimate IDP Index, the Dynasty Index, and the Underdog Rankings and the IDP draft cheat sheet that I will be adding in there very soon. Um, Check out patreon.com forward slash the IDP army. If you want to support the show a little more than a thumbs up or a little review, you know, that's a place to do it. And we would appreciate that. Another thing, make sure you're listening to the podcast feed. If you are watching this on YouTube, because we have other shows on the podcast feed, we have the offensive points podcast, which is kind of like a not safe for work, work, adult themed around the NFL kind of show definitely a good show check that out some really good dynasty players in there we have the dynasty tailgate that is hosted by billy that skews towards your rookie seasons your rookie drafts and nfl draft content uh i've known billy for 
10, 11, 12 years now, and he's been balls deep in college fantasy, college football since I ever met him. Uh, I remember being at his house because we were both early Twitter guys and watching uh, the Tyron Matthew or not Tyron Matthew, the Matteo stuff happen when he got catfished. Like that was early Twitter days when stuff was happening in real time. And he was he was in the college football scene. So I remember he was very into that moment. Um, I remember being over his house because I was best friends with his buddy. Anyway, he co he co hosts that show. Definitely check that out. You're also going to check out Terrestrial Takes. That is hosted by my man Duchesne's, Alexander Duchesne's. He has a great show over there. Kind of a all-around sports betting show. He talks about other subjects besides football. Obviously, that's his main focus, but he does watch a lot of UFC. He does uh, dabble in other sports as well. A good show, a fun show. Uh, you'll definitely learn something you probably won't learn necessarily here from that show. And go check out The Underdogs. That is our best ball-focused fantasy football show. Focus mostly around the underdog fantasy platform because that is the biggest uh, platform right now for best ball. But um, yeah, myself and Dave Kluge, we co-host that. We just did our top 15 wide receivers way too early, obviously, but there are drafts happening right now. So you definitely want to get an idea of how ADPs are shaking out versus rankings. We did a show on that uh, last week, last Wednesday. That is on the channel. Just posted the video of it yesterday. It's on. The, it's been on the podcast feed for a few days. Go check that out. Really good show. My man, Dave, only about 30 minutes, but um, definitely some really valuable stuff. And we definitely keyed in on a few wide receivers that are tier one and tier two guys, we believe, that are getting drafted down there near a lot of tier three guys. Uh, so that's going to help you out in your best ball. Uh, if you want to play best ball, you don't know what it is. There's a link in the description of the show on the podcast feed and YouTube. Come play best ball with us. Uh, you see a little thing right here above my head. Use the link in the description. They'll deposit bonus you up to your first deposit of $100. And they do in-season deposit bonuses too. So get in there, get set up with us. Go check out our channel and uh, watch our videos, listen to our pods on that. We got a lot of good stuff going on here. Okay. So the other things I want you to do before we get into the meat of the show, go follow us on TikTok at SemiProFantasy. Go follow us on Instagram at semi pro fantasy go follow us on twitter at semi pro fantasy we got it all all right so the nfl combine was this week uh this past week it's monday now everybody got their 40 times in everybody got their hands all measured up we got everybody's weights verts etc 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 that's not necessarily my forte so i will let you know those other guys uh billy and joe and all them the offensive points show and dynasty tailgate show have been putting out content on the podcast feed over that. And they will this week giving you their updated rankings. They did a mock draft, which was a really interesting way. They did that mock draft. I usually don't like mock drafts, but go check that out. Um, so they'll get you updated on all that stuff. My job, my focus is IDP fantasy football today. Like I said, top 12 defensive linemen. Um, so we're just going to kind of jump into it here. I will say, you know, we have NFL free agency coming up. So some of these guys may end up moving different spots, but we're going to, you know, kind of take a look at who we feel most secure in and who we are confident in going into the season. And we're going to take a look at their past performances, past metrics, and kind of assess what we think and why we think that. So I'll try to get you all out of here in 30 minutes or less. I don't want to waste too, you know, take up too much of your time. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and get this set up real quick. All right, so I got to change this. All right, so my number one guy comes as no surprise to anybody, I'm sure, but is TJ Watt. Um, finished the season in 2021 as the number one defensive line player and the number one IDP player. He did it in 15 games, which is uh, two fewer than many IDP players this season. 
and he did it every way possible. Um, you know, there's really no holes in his game. His tackles were high, 64 this season. Uh, his sacks were high. He tied the NFL sack record, 22 and a half sacks. Tackles for a loss, another season of extremely high tackles for a loss, 21 of those, 39 quarterback hits. Pass deflections, this guy's still knocking seven passes out of the sky. Forced five fumbles. I mean, there's, I don't know what else to say. For a couple of years, I've been arguing with people about how good he is. And I mean, they, you know, they're very high and mighty, but the numbers speak for themselves. He is the best defensive player in the NFL. This year in points per snap, he was 0.49. To give you reference on this season, I have it here in my draft cheat sheet that will be going in the index soon. The next highest player on a points per snap basis was a full tenth of a point behind him, 0.38. And that was Demarcus Lawrence. And there was only a small elite handful of guys that even got above three in the defensive line category. T.J. Watt was a thousandth of a place from being two full you know, units over them. Great season for him. And you can look back. These numbers are fairly consistent for T.J. Watt. Uh, and you'll notice his tackle rate this year, which for defensive linemen is relevant, gives you a safe floor, 8.44. If you go back last year, it was a little lower, 6.2. Uh, 5.8, but it does get a little higher again, 7.5. So he's averaging, you know, six and a half, seven. That's not bad. The points per snap staying over 0.3. That's an elite number. Um, his defensive play rate is extremely high in 2020, 16.6%. In 2021, it jumped up to 21.3%. I don't think that's sustainable, but that shows you the upside that he has. Um, and he's not a player to, to sleep on, uh, you know, anymore. And I think next year with full 16 games, I mean, it's crazy to think that he could still get better, but he could still break the NFL sack record. Um, I don't think that that is a very outlandish thing to think, especially when you realize the fact that he did it this year with 758 snaps, tied it. Um, And there were guys in the defensive line playing over a thousand snaps this year. Didn't get anywhere close to that. So let's move on to my number two player in Dynasty right now, an IDP uh, defensive line. That is Nick Bosa, not Miles Garrett. It is Nick Bosa. What do I like about Nick Bosa? Uh, He came back from the injury this year and played lights out. Um, There was no, you know, he didn't like have a slow start or anything like that. Fifteen and a half sacks, ladies and gentlemen. This is only his second full season in the NFL. It kind of went unnoticed, I feel like, because T.J. Watt was kind of ripping and roaring. And I feel like a lot of the things on San Francisco that were talked about this year were offensive. I mean, it was Debo Samuel. It was Ken Jimmy G do it early in the season. Everyone was looking at Trey Lance and nobody was noticing that uh, that Nick Bosa came back from a torn ACL, had 32 quarterback hits, 52 tackles, four forced fumbles, played all 17 games, ladies and gentlemen, started all 17 games. So the hype around Nick Bosa um, is not what it was even two years ago. Um, and let's just take a look here. Um, a 2021 Nick Bosa, I was sorry, I had him sitting on his rookie season there if you're watching on YouTube. But this year, uh, 0.33 points per snap. You can look at his chart. It wasn't all of his points coming in one or two spots. He had quite a few or a big chunk of his points coming from the solo department as well as the sack department. His tackles for loss were also very high, 21 tackles for loss. That's 42 points. Um, I mean, that's not 
that that's a big big number for any player to get uh let's take a look here what other interesting things let's take a look at his defensive play rate this year uh you know first full year back from the injury 14.9 so basically a 15 percent defensive play rate let's see how that compares to his rookie season see as a rookie a year where we were at like loving him he was a sub 12 percent defensive play rate so he was more efficient bigger numbers better numbers i think there's a, a you know i have him at two ahead of miles garrett because miles garrett still has all the excitement still has all the love around him but if you, as you'll see in the next slide here um there are some reasons to 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 have miles garrett behind some of these guys i'm gonna go ahead and just move on to miles garrett now um but just bear in mind that both uh, T.J. Watt and Nick Bosa in 2021 put up over 0.3 points per snap. Um, and let's see what Miles Garrett did here. So Miles Garrett in 20, let's go. Oh, for some reason, I'm on his 2017 season. All right, in 2021, Miles Garrett was able to break the 0.3 points per snap barrier. He hit 0.31. But if you go back to the previous years, uh, in 2020, 0.28, still sub three. 2019.28 sub three, 2018.23, and as a rookie in 2017.26. So he doesn't push up into that 0.3 points per snap range, and he's had a lot of a lot of runway to get it done now for many years, and he hasn't been able to do it. This year was the first year he did it. He got up to 0.31. Defensive play rate this year was at 14.22. But the, the, the story to really tell here was 16 sacks. I mean, he was getting home with his sacks this season, third most in the league behind only T.J. Watt, defensive player of the year, and Robert Quinn. Uh, Miles Garrett also had a really great season for him in the uh, in the tackle department, something I have not really knocked him on, but I've warned people about in the past is his tackle numbers don't get really, really high. Now, some of that has been due to him missing games uh, throughout his career, but he's played a 16-game season only twice, uh, well, 17 uh, this year. He had 51 tackles. Uh, and in 2018, he had 44 Last year, 48. So this year was the first year he crested over 50. Love to see that. His quarterback hits were also at a career-high 33. So Miles Garrett did hit his stride this season, and that was reflected in uh, his points per game being higher than they've ever been, his sack numbers being higher than they've ever been, his tackle number. Everything was basically the best it's ever been for Miles Garrett this year. And it still wasn't enough to have him in my rankings ahead of some of these other guys like TJ Watt and Nick Bosa. If you want to just know how Miles Garrett actually finished out the season last year um, in points per game versus the other defensive linemen, and I'm going to include Micah Parsons in this, he was one, two, three. He was seventh in points per game at 15.76. Players ahead of him in points per game this last year included Nick Bosa, Robert Quinn, Aaron Donald, Cam Hayward, Daniil Hunter, and Micah Parsons. Yes, Miles Garrett is an incredible defensive player. Yes, he is a great IDP asset. But is he as great as he's talked about? When the rubber meets the road, he did finish as a top five defensive lineman this year, but there were players that finished better than him that many people did not anticipate that happening. So I think we just have to call it what it is. Uh, he's still in my top three. He's very young. I'm 26 years old. Uh, and I think he has better seasons ahead of him too. So um, not trying to not trying to scare you off of him, but I just want you to be aware of what, you're, what you have with Miles Garrett versus some of these other players that may not seem or – Feel like they're getting quite as much run all right so we're gonna move to my number four guy 
um, and this might surprise some people, but it's Joey Bosa. All right. Why do I love Joey Bosa? Well, this year was a, a career year for Joey Bosa in a couple of years. For whatever reason, these slides keep going back. 2021, Joey Bosa had seven forced fumbles. If you've watched my channel and my show for a while, you know something I have knocked Joey Bosa about in the past is his uh, he isn't overly disruptive as far as causing forced fumbles and batting passes. He did set a career high this year with seven forced fumbles. Um, I don't know if that had something to do with Brandon Staley coming over. Maybe it did. Uh, that signing and him being a part of that team as a coach was a lot more exciting early in the season, it felt like. Um, but Joey Bosa did have a, a great season, and I, I feel like maybe it's being a little understated. He had 51 tackles, <clears throat> came through with 10 and a half sacks, not you know the massive, massive numbers of some of the other players, but still had 20 quarterback hits, did force seven fumbles, which is a big deal. Um, but again, it, his, his production profile, if you look throughout the years, it's not usually one that's overly diverse. You're getting your sacks, you're getting your tackles for losses, quarterback hits, and your solos, but you're not going to see a whole, whole lot as far as pass deflections, interceptions, usually not a lot in forced fumble land either. Um, but this last year, you'll notice his chart did get this big orange bit here. 21 points did come from forced fumbles. We'll take it. You know, we will take it. Um, I would have liked to see him get a little more than 10 and a half sacks, but I still believe in what Joey Bosa brings to the table. Um I, I think there's still a little green grass ahead of him as well. And still only 26 years old. It's it's easy to have fatigue on him. It feels like he's been in the league, you know, forever. But at 21 year or 26 years old, we're still looking at three, four, five years of absolutely elite production. I don't see think there's any reason we can't see, you know, a couple of 13, 14 sack seasons out of Joey Bosa. His tackles for loss were curiously low this year. I will point out only five. Um after having 15 last year, and he only played uh, 12 games last year, too. A little curious, curious. Joey Bosa has always been a curious player. But again, if you're looking at him through a points per game status, um, he does come in actually a, a decent bit lower, actually, than I kind of anticipated here. Let me see. He is still a top 25 points per game player, but he is several points behind some uh, other players. Um, like Shaquille Barrett, just to give you an example. That'll all be on the IDP uh, draft cheat sheet that I uh, will eventually get into the Ultimate IDP Index. That'll be soon. In the meantime, obviously, if you have the Ultimate IDP Index, guys, you know that that thing has you know everything you could ever want for IDP. It's got production profiles for all these players like you're seeing. You've got the trade value charts. You have tiered IDP rankings. Um, you're able to go in there and see any tweets or any relevant metrics that I'm kind of seeing other scouts and you know, people way smarter than me. If I find information out there that's good on a player, I add it to their profile. And you're able to go through and look and learn and teach yourself um, about these players and find your sleepers and your guys. So go check that out. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Our flagship product is obviously the Ultimate IDP Index. But we do have 2022 Best Ball Rankings for Underdog. And we do have the Ultimate Dynasty Index, which I have all my offensive rankings in there as well. So would appreciate any and all feedback on that and any and all support over there. Moving on, we're going to pick it up a little bit here. We've got Brian Burns coming in next. Um, you know, he's a player that a lot of people really like. He's a good pass rusher. I think there's a lot of ceiling left with Brian Burns. Every year there seems to always just kind of be something that happens or he never really reaches his full potential. But that doesn't mean that I am fading him necessarily, as you can tell in my dynasty rankings here um still very young only how old is brian burn 
Jones. He's only 23.8 years old, not even 24 years old yet. 0.24 points per snap this year. Um, nine, nine, nine sacks. You know, I really would have liked that to go up a little bit more. Uh, but Hassan Reddick was there getting getting work done. 21 quarterback hits. That's a great number. Over 50 combined tackles. That's exactly, exactly what you want to see. He's going to keep his floor high, even if the splashy plays aren't coming through. Um, 103 total defensive plays. I think there's a little bit more to be had there for him, especially uh, for a guy who played 840 snaps. So I just want you to encourage you to don't sleep on Brian Burns just because this year was not what a lot of us anticipated. I think a lot of people thought this would be a breakout season for him. Um, But you can see his points per snap even last year, point. Two seven and the year before that, 0.27. He is consistently uh, a, a fairly high floor points per snap player, um, which leads me to uh, believe that he's going to have a season soon where he's really going to be able to um, break out and push past that sort of mean, that average that he has established for himself. All right, next we are going to talk about Montez Sweat. This is another, and you're going to notice something here. Nick Bosa, Brian Burns, Montez Sweat, these guys are all from that 2019 um, NFL draft class. They had all these great edge rushers that also included Rashawn Gary. That also included Clellan Farrell. I'll just go ahead and give him his tiny bit of love. That also included Max Crosby. Um, there was other guys in this class too that I know I'm missing. Uh, it was a great edge class. It was a great defensive line class. And a lot of these guys are going to be very relevant for a long time. But let's go ahead and talk about Mile, our, uh, Montez Sweat. It dealt with injuries this year was definitely not the Montez sweat that we uh, saw the year before only point two points per snap uh, only played 483 total snaps this year had five sacks still managed to force three forced fumbles so tackles were very low I, I really did not like to see that only 24 it looks like here not a great number but again he didn't play an over overly large number of snaps but if you compare it to the year before point three. Uh, points per snap player much more you know much more uh, what you want to see as an IDP manager but you can see here on his production profile he did have quite a few more tackles 45 you know he only played uh, 660 93 snaps so it wasn't a gigantic number of more snaps than the previous season defensive play rate 13.8 in 2020 versus just under 10 in 2020 21. I will say this, nothing really went well for the Washington uh, Commanders, now as they're known. And so I'm just going to call it a mulligan for Montez Sweat. I have not dropped him down in my rankings much. He might have gone one or two spots. But just because he had a down year early and would struggle with injury, I'm not going to fade him because I've seen the production that he can have. And it's it's one people leagues. I know it has. I've seen it happen. Um uh, you'll, you'll you'll be wondering where Chase Young is. He's coming up soon. Let's go ahead and move to the next guy on my list, Harold Landry. Are we on the proper year here, Harold? Yes, 2021. You know, Harold Landry's a guy I've been backing for a long time. If you go back to my first podcast that I had several years ago with another person, um, he was an, a player I was telling people to buy in Dynasty in 2019. I said, Harold Landry is not getting the love that he needs. He's not getting paid attention to the way he needs to. Um People need to to get on Harold Lander. You can see he has a rookie in 2018, 0.22 points per snap, 0.23 points per snap in 19, 0.2 points per snap in 2020. But then this year he got 0.26. Granted, those points per snap are not great, but you'll also notice if you'll go back, and I'm going to click backwards now, 
Look at the snaps on uh, Harold Landry. He's consistently playing an extremely high number of snaps for any edge player. So even if his points per snaps are not going to be elevated or elite, the, he's playing an elite number of snaps, which gives him more opportunity. So let's go ahead and ba- walk it backwards. 2021, 981 snaps. 2020, 1,048 snaps. 2019, 952 snaps. And then 2018, the year where he, you know, was kind of quiet, 593. Um, he's playing big, big, big boy snap numbers. He's getting big boy tackle numbers, 75 tackles this season as an edge player. I mean, that's the kind of floor that you really can only count on from one or two defensive line players. And on top of that, he went over 12 sacks this year. I do want to point out, Harold Landry finished this year as defensive lineup player seven. Last year, he finished as a top 10 defensive line player without going over double digit sacks. I think I want to, you know, I, I love players that are able to score for you in IDP enough points with or without the big plays. That means they have solid floors and they have good ceilings. It all kind of came together for Harold Landry this year, putting him as a top eight guy. Finished with 248 points, more than Josh Allen did, more than Hassan Reddick, more than Cam Jordan, more than Chandler Jones, more than Max Crosby, just to name a few names for you. Um, And Harold Landry has been doing this consistently the past few years. Again, not because he's necessarily putting up uh, uh, overly efficient numbers or spectacularly efficient numbers, but he is playing a gaudy number of snaps you know, two, sometimes even 300 more than other players that are finishing around him. He's getting more opportunities to make his plays, which ends up bringing you up in score. So next player is Chase Young. Uh, This is a weird one for me because I did uh, put a video on the channel. You know, this year was not good for Chase Young. Even before he was injured, it was not good. I mean, it was ugly, ugly, ugly. 0.25 points per snap. And let's go back to his rookie year. 0.25 points per snap is rookie. That's the same year that Montez Sweat put up. 0.3. And I'm more bearish or bullish on Montez Sweat than I am Chase Young. I'm just to be honest with you. Um, Seven and a half sacks as a rookie, uh, 44 tackles, you know. But let's look at his rates, okay? Um, Tackle rate as a rookie, 5.7. Defensive play rate as a rookie, 11. This last year, tackle rate went down to 5.4, and his defensive play rate went down to 8. He still played 477 snacks, y'all, this year. Now, don't get it twisted. That's still plenty of snaps for any defensive line player. Um, Let's just go look at Brian Burns. You know, he played 840. um, That's about 400 more. Eight, eight, eight. All right, went too far. 477 is still not bad. That's pretty close to 500. I mean, you could do some rounding there, but only one and a half sacks. On 477, and not only that, only three tackles for loss, only four quarterback hits. I mean, this is an abysmal, an abysmal production profile for a player who played that many snaps. I am concerned. You know, I think that if you can trade away, uh, if you can trade away Chase Young for anything close to a first, I think you have to be not considering it. I think you have to make that move. Because honestly, it's not going to be worth him wrecking your team. Because Chase Young came into the league very highly touted. Um, we thought he was going to be something that he has not been this year. Uh, and I, I, you know, I, I, and even last year when he was really good, um, it wasn't as good as rookie Nick Bosa, and it wasn't even as good as Montez Sweat, guy on his same team. 
Um, and this year, again, it kind of showed that he's there's something going on there. Now, there was a regime change, coaching changes, et cetera. Weigh that in yourself. But for me, if I can get a first or even a second, a high end second for Chase Young, I'm cashing out now. And if it works out for the other guy, great. I'm so happy for you. And if it doesn't, great for me because I've seen it coming. So either way, I'm personally okay missing out on Mont or on on Chase Young if things get better to go look for something else. All right, let's go to player number eight. We have Hassan Reddick, 0.25 points per snap in 2021. That's a good number. Going back last year, 0.29. Going back the year before, 0.24. Going back the year before, 0.23. Going back the year before, 0.22. This is a great IDP asset, okay? You'll remember I was very bullish on him last year. A lot of people tried to say he wasn't going to repeat this. He's not going to do that, blah, 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 blah. 58 tackles, 11 sacks. 12 tackles for loss, 18 quarterback hits, you know, 0.25 points for snaps needs for itself. And none of these rates are outrageous either. You know, his defensive play rate this year was not ungodly. You know, it was uh, just under 12. His tackle rate wasn't ungodly. Nothing about this production profile is unsustainable. And Hassan Reddick is coming off of back-to-back top 15 seasons in IDP. And I think this might actually be his third. What would he get? 212 this year. 257 last year. He was even higher last year. And the year before that, 182. He's been very fantasy relevant for three years. Some people, because they didn't see it coming, they wanted to fudge you out of it. That's fear, uncertainty, and doubt. I hope you've been buying in. I know he's a free agent, and some people are kind of uh, wanting to look into him this year. I believe he's a free agent. Let me double-check that here. Thankfully, I've got the index right in front of me, so I can pull it up. His contract situation. Oh, no. He's on the books. He is on the books right now for a couple more years. I, for, I don't know why I say he's a free agent. That was silly. Um, doo, 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 doo. Yeah. He signed a one-year a one year deal, it looks like, but it looks like they have it set up to where they can uh, get back to him here. He is 28 years old. Um, yeah, the way they did his deal, it looks like it was signed as like a five-year deal, but they set it up to where it was going to be terminatable um, every year after. This is all coming from Spot Track, by the way. So, um, but anyway, back to him as a player. The tackles, love to see that he comes from a traditional linebacker background, so he is always has a high tackle floor. You'll see here fifty-six this year, close to sixty. Last year, even over 60, and the year before that, 76. I believe he played a good bit of off-ball linebacker in 2019. That's why that number is so high there. But you can see his sack numbers were also very, very, very good this year to go along with that. Still very bullish on him at only, um, how old is Hassan Rennick right now? 27 point, 27 and a half years old. He is the exact same age as Daniil Hunter who I'll go ahead and segue into, we are running short on time, is my next player. Now, you'll say, Jordan, why is Neil Hunter behind someone like Hassan Reddick? He's not as good as Hassan Reddick. This show is not about who is good at necessarily winning at football. This is about IDP fantasy football, and a lot of that is about who you can count on um, and who, who you can acquire for certain prices, you know, things of that nature, it's all baked into a value and scheme building and team building activity. Hassan Reddick is going to be able to give you similar production, probably with less of a worrisome anxiety attached to him than Daniel Hunter. Now, Daniel Hunter points per snap is going to be better, very high this year, even though he, again, missed some time due to injury. 0.31, 0.32, 0.33, 0.34, 0.35, 0.36, 0.37, 0.38, 0.39, 0.40, 0.41, 0.42, 0.43, 0.44, 0.45, 0.46, 0
He skipped all of 2020 because of a neck injury, 0.31 in 2019, which is an incredible season for him, 14 and a half sacks. But that was the last time we saw him play a full season was 2019. I mean, it's 2022 right now. Um, you know, and the, the Vikings are talking about moving on or maybe even trading him. So I'm a little worried about him. Again, I'm not trying to spread fear, you know, uncertainty or doubt, but I like these other players that are, you know, maybe have a lesser um, brand equity or value throughout the the NFL talking head community and even the IDP talking head community. You know, maybe Harold Landry's pass rush win grade isn't as good as Daniel Hunter's. I don't fucking care because I play IDP fantasy football, you know, and that doesn't I don't get points for a guy being, quote unquote, good on his rep. I get points for guys making plays, finishing plays, getting to the quarterback, etc. Part of that is not having neck and back injuries. So, Daniel Hunter, as much as I love you, I have to do what's right for the people, and I have to encourage them to take some other players ahead of you. So, some of you are probably like, oh, Jordan, you hate Aaron Donald, blah, blah, blah. I don't hate Aaron Donald. I just think that the – I won't even go into it. I'm about to pull up his production profile because he is in my top 12 still – in fantasy football going into this next season, okay? So um, give me one second to pull that up. I was only able to pull up X number of slides before. And then the last guy, um, we have one other player that some of you may be wondering where is. And then I'll talk to you about who maybe was on this list, and I'll get you out of here. So uh, uh, like I said, you know, leave us a, a five-star rating and a review. We love that. We appreciate that. Uh, IDP Army, Semi-Pro Fantasy Family. Uh, we, you know, we wouldn't be here without you all listening and supporting us. And I, I mean, I mean that. I don't say that enough. I apologize to any, you know, to everyone who is listening right now. You guys really do mean a lot to to me and the other guys on the shows. Um, so we appreciate you. All right, my next player is Josh Allen. He comes in before Aaron Donald, essentially just because of age. Aaron Donald is going to be 31 this year. He was talking about retiring. Now they're talking about restructuring. I don't want those problems on my hands right now. I'd rather have Josh Allen, who's 24 years old on my team, a little bit ahead of him. So let's talk about Josh Allen, the resurgence of Josh Allen. Came back this year in a big way. Had a breakout performance on that Josh Allen versus Josh Allen violence. If you all watched that game, he had a sack and an interception of my man, offensive Josh Allen, who should have been the NFL MVP, but I won't get into that either. Points per snap this season, 0.29, 71 total tackles, crazy high number. Uh, sacks, 7.5. He does come from a, a linebacking uh, background as well, sort of like Hassan Reddick, so he's not scared to go make those tackle plays. Um, 111 total defensive plays. In 2020, it was a, a very abysmal season. You know, it's kind of actually crazy he had such a good year this year, even though, um, oh, what's-his-face was there? Um, oh, uh, oh yeah, Mr. Urban Meyer. So, But he's gone now. But last year, it was not a good year for him. Only 1.1 points per snap, basically. Uh, didn't play a lot. Was struggling with injuries. Uh, but you go back to his rookie season, we did see that he did have this kind of upside because as a rookie, 0.3 points per snap. He did break double-digit sacks as a rookie as well. Tackles were a lot lower, though. But Josh Allen is an ascending talent. Again, another one of these players that came out of that 2019 draft class that had so many good defensive line players, um, both at the you know the interior and the exterior. Josh Allen is one of them. So you're going to see him up here a lot. 
I want to go ahead and broach into Max Crosby. He's not going to be on this list. I know some of you are going to hate me for that. He was also part of that class. If you're in the Ultimate IDP Index, you would be able to see that he is in the same tier as Josh Allen, as Daniel Hunter, as Chase Young. Several players I've mentioned, he's in the same tier with them. All right, He's actually just two spots behind my final player here. And that is Aaron Donald. Um, I'm, I'm going to show respect to him. You know, points per snap were very high this year, 0.27, 0.26 last year, 0.25 the year before. He stays consistently high in his points per snap. He stays consistently high in the snaps that he plays, over 1,000 this year. Finishes the number three defensive line player behind TJ Watt and Cameron Hayward, um, who is also... Um, who's actually one tier below this. I probably need to move Cam Hayward up a tier, but he is almost 33. But uh, Cam Hayward had more points than Aaron Donald this year. Don't let anybody tell you different. Just want to bring that up. Shout out my Steelers. What up? All right. Uh, so, but 84 tackles. I want you to notice this about Aaron Donald. This was a major outlier season for Aaron Donald. And I actually want to put myself full screen because I think this is kind of funny. Last year, there was some guy that put some smart guy, not me, some smart guy that people think is smart and had a bunch of research to back up that he was smart, put out this basically this this graph or some sort of research that said Aaron Donald, while he is this prolific player behind the line of scrimmage, he lets a lot of guys sneak past him trying to get to the quarterback as far as running, as far as, you know, just people making it past him, not getting a lot of tackles. And that was a thing that came up for two or three weeks on, you know, I'm smart football pundit Twitter. And it was kind of a big argument and everybody was like dunking on this guy. Like, wow, you're such an idiot. Because if you have anything negative to say about Aaron Donald, you're an idiot. You can only look at him through, you know, rose colored glasses. I find it so hilarious that the year after somebody finally came out and said, Aaron Donald, maybe he's, you know, leaving a little out there. Look at this tackle numbers from him in 2021, 84 tackles. That's huge. That's fucking crazy. Let's look at every other year of Aaron Donald's career before somebody said, maybe he's, maybe he's letting some shit get by him. 2020, 45. 2019, 48. 2018, that was his all-pro year. That was the year everyone said he was the greatest defensive player to ever live on the face of the earth. 59. 2017, 41. That's as far back in the index as I've got, but I'll just go ahead and pull them up on my uh, on my on my old pooter here, because I want you all to understand that Aaron Donald was definitely listening. We'll go back to 2016. What do you get? 47 tackles. 2015, his first All Pro season. This was when he really broke out. 69 tackles, and then as a rookie, 48. Aaron Donald did everything in his power this year to prove that guy who I don't remember, wrong. Motherfucker put up 84 tackles. He's never done that before. He came close, well, not even close, almost a decade ago. All right, so maybe that guy had, no, maybe that guy hit a nerve. Happy to see Aaron Donald have a career year and something this year. That was his tackles. Every other metric, um, you know, was par for the course, four pass deflections, four forced fumbles. 19 tackles for loss. Good to see that number come up. He had a pretty low season, his lowest of his career actually in 2020 with only 14. But back up to 19 this year, plenty of quarterback hits. But I just thought that was funny. You you will literally never hear any analysis like that on another show about defense, the Rams, whatever, whatever. And I'm that's just something I noticed. I'm not saying that it's facts. I'm not saying I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to say anything. I just think it's funny. So all right, I think I got a couple of questions here in the chat. 
One is spam, and one's coming in from Twin Caliber UK. He says, I have both TJ Watt and Harold Landry in a league that just devalues OLBs, both listed as LB. TJ ranked 17th, and Harold is not even the top 32 LBs. Grr. Ooh, that, I, I'm sorry, man. That is unfortunate. You ought to get on your scoring. Um, if, if LBs are out here putting up these kinds of defensive plays, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, and – 161 defensive plays ought to get you more than linebacker 17, especially if um, 20 of them are sacks, 22 of them are sacks. So um, sorry you're going through that, man. Uh, send them my way. I'll tell them about IDP 123. I'll do what I can. Everybody who's watching, thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. I appreciate you. Do me a favor. Go back. Watch the wide receiver video from last week, the top 12, top 15 wide receiver rankings. Also put out the defensive back rankings for last week, too. We put out fucking six, six, six videos last week, seven videos last week, four or five pods. Like, we're busy. So keep up with us, engage with us, interact with us. Let us know what you guys want us to cover because we're open to, you know, adding new things, adding new, uh, you know, even crossing over our shows a little bit. Whatever you guys want, you know, we're here for you. Um, and we will be here for you. We're not going anywhere. So we appreciate you. Again, like I said, don't tell you all that enough. Um, and yeah. Let me know who you think I left off this list. You know, uh, go ahead and shade me in the comments. I love it. I love you all, fantasy football family. Love you, IDP Army. And until next week, see y'all later. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.